When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. In the world of sports, the offseason is a time to relax and regroup after a hard-fought season. But playing with MyBookie gives you the choice to decide when your season begins and ends. At MyBookie.ag, you can bet on hundreds of games and leagues from around the world. Whether it's a game day, Panther parlay, or a long shot winner, MyBookie's got you covered. Use pregame props or bet the game live to shift the odds in your favor and always come out on top. Not only does MyBookie host exclusive sports betting contests you can't find with any other book, but also the bonuses are insane. Crazy even. Crazy. Insane. All of those words. All those great adjectives. Sign up today with MyBookie.ag. Use our promo code. Absolute DJ. You'll receive up to $1,000 in bonus money when you make your first deposit. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Insane! Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Friday after the Daily Show, which can only mean we're talking UFC with James. What's going on, James? I'm doing very well, thank you. How about yourself, mate? Man, I can't complain. How you been? It's been a while since we checked in with you. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. Obviously, it was supposed to go on yesterday, but uh, I was still in the midst of all the celebration with regards to Wednesday's graduation. So it was nice to have that because... Obviously, the last year has been affected by COVID and so is my uni work. And it's just nice that we we're able to have a full-on graduation, get to see everyone and get up to <laughs> no good afterwards. Fair few drinks were consumed, just a, just a few. So no, it, was, it was nice to celebrate with the family and friends. So, no, we're here now. Um, I'm officially a graduate, so I'm, I'm, I'm the hunt for a job. There you go. A professional man now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, officially. There you go. So I, t- I told all the DJs you had to uh, check yourself into the mental institution after the uh, after the Euros. Yeah, I was very very upset, and that's uh, that's an understatement to say the least. It, it's just one of those things, you know, it happens when it goes to a penalty shootout. It, it's a coin flip, you know. It's fifty fifty. There's no clear winner when it comes to a spot kick because you're literally kicking a ball from 12 yards, anything can happen. So I think from a, from an Englishman standpoint, I think we've got to be very proud. I think it didn't really kick in until after the game, until the day after, I think we were, everyone was a bit reactionary as soon as we lost. But then when the dust settled and cleared, we sort of calmed down a bit and thought, you know what, we were, we're very proud of our country and we're very lucky to, to even get to a final because our last final, before this year was 1966 so it's one step at a time you can see that the improvements are being made every single tournament so 
is to next year in Qatar when the World Cup starts. So hopefully we can get the job done then. But it's going to be a lot harder, to be honest with you, because obviously it's the World Cup. It involves the whole world. And you've got teams from South America, like Brazil, Argentina. They're ready to go. So it'll be a tough test. But, you know, with the way we're going, it's one step at a time. I think we will do well next year. All right. Well, we'll be looking forward to that, man. Get your thoughts there. Uh, so UFC, you were telling me pre-show how much you are excited for this card. You just can't, you can't believe that they did it again. Oh, honestly, the Dana White and Sean Shelby are coming up clutch with a fantastic <laughs> card. Honestly, I, I cannot wait to stay up to like six in the morning for this. Honestly, like, come on, Dana, you're treating us here. You, you, you let, you're making my heart go. Honestly, I've got, I'm suffering here. This is just a phenomenal card between. A bloke who got popped three POs and Corey Sanhagen, who's probably desperate for a title shot. And, it, and it's very rare that you see a bantamweight get the main event slot. <laughs> so thanks, Dana. I appreciate that, mate. You, you're, doing, <laughs> you're doing us real favors here. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a down card. They can't all be home runs. They can't all be winners. No, no, exactly. Yeah. You know, we can't get sheer entertainment every week. But I guess with this week, although some people may may be looking forward to the return of TJ Delashaw and there are some there there are some half decent fights out there and obviously we will talk about some of them in a minute but we just got to make the most of what we got here. <laughs> we can only bet what's in front of we can only bet what's in front of us. Precisely, that's literally my motto. All right. All right, let's get to it. Shit, man. Let's jump in. What do you got first up? Obviously, as I alluded to, the main event will be between Corey Sanhagen and TJ Dillashaw. Uh, going into this one, Sanhagen is 14-2. and two. And I think leading up to the fight before Aljamain Sterling for Corey Sanhagen, I think many people deemed him as this um, unbeatable contender and it would be a while before somebody could really you know, stick another L on his record. And obviously Sterling got the job done via submission, but since then he's won two in a row against Marlon Moraes and most recently a highlight reel knockout over Frankie Edgar. So he's getting there. You can see he's made the improvements from the defeat to Sterling. And I'm, I'm a big fan. I generally think if Sanhagen gets a job done this weekend, not only will it obviously there are huge title permutations on the line, but it will do a lot for his profile and his career because if you beat a man like TJ Dillashaw, who was a, one of the greats to to fight in the bantamweight division, whether it, whether it is all truly clean, legit or not, you know he's still a high-profile name in the in the sport. So it'd be a good win if he could get the job done. San Hagen's got a big background in kickboxing, got black belt in BJJ and. He tends to be a, a bouncy athlete who just sort of fights with a lot of energy and isn't really afraid to let his hands go. He's highly effective in ground and pound if the fight does go to the canvas. He does a wonderful job at closing the distance and is terrific in the clinch where he uses his knees and elbows. And he's such a, like I said, he's such a long-rangey fighter and he can be, be very unpredictable on the feet. And I think the jabs, jab work from Sanhagen is going to be a real key to victory for him this weekend whereas obviously on the other hand you've got TJ Dillashaw who hasn't fought for over two years and I've got to give TJ Dillashaw his dues because you know to go back into the octagon and say I want the number one ranked contender I want the number two two ranked contender it shows how determined he is to get back to the top. And, you know, any other fighter with that long layoff will be thinking, look, give me a good contender and I'll work my way back up. But TJ Dillashaw wants to go straight into the deep end. Uh, with Dillashaw, obvious, 
Lee is an accurate and powerful striker, does a lot of damage standing up where he mixes in those knees and those leg kicks. I think he's going to be really tough to sort of go head-to-head with a guy like Corey Sandhagen. Personally, I feel as if he's the more versatile and better striker. Dillashaw has got a vicious ground and pound and has a high-quality defence when it comes to grappling and wrestling. He's a black belt in Muay Thai and a purple belt in BJJ. And he tends to be very patient and usually plays a long game. And, you know, tends to go the decision a lot. So I think with Dillashaw, the key to victory for TJ in this one is just to try and use his wrestling uh, skills because he's Division One NCAA. And if he's getting frustrated on the feet, which I think he will, because as I said, Sandhagen's slightly the, the better striker, he'll want to look to take it to the floor. So there are there is a path to victory, clearly, for Dillashaw. And on paper and on the surface, he's a big plus money line going into this. And it just depends if you're a big TJ Dillashaw fan, you're obviously going to back it. But personally, this isn't an easy return for Dillashaw. I think Sandhagen is going to, to get try and keep the fight standing and just do the job on the feet and it's just going to be a question whether or not Dillashaw can survive that early on tour and try and drag out to a decision but personally I can't see that happening so I'm going to go for a Sanhagen via second round TKO. Second round TKO I like it. Yeah I think you're 100% right on almost every single point. I think Sanhagen is going to win the fight. He's minus 194 Mm -hmm. in that range so I'm, I'm betting the one minus 194 Sanhagen wins the fight. Gun to my head, I was thinking TKO too. I just don't mm. see him being able to submit TJ Dillashaw. And if there yeah. is a danger, is that TJ Dillashaw might be able to get you know Sanhagen to the to the ground and submit him. So mm. that's that's the danger right there, right? Because I'm 100%. looking I'm looking at Sanhagen's takedown defense. It's not great. His takedown defense is around 30. percent So mm. he's got to be really mindful of that. He's got to keep it at standing. I agree with you 100. percent but I do think he does. I do think he TKOs uh, Dillashaw. So that's where I'm putting my money. Uh, 100%. It's got to be done, mate. It does. <laughs> All right. What have you got up next? Next up, I believe, Tomed, I've got uh, Macy Barber versus Manda Maverick. This one, again, it's just it's, it's an interesting one to say at least because obviously with Macy Barber, <laughs> she's coming off those two losses to Grosso and... Um, Oh, Christ, I can't remember the other one. Oh, Murder Fairy, sorry. Um, so it's a tough one to to bounce back. You know, she's a young fighter with a, with a bit of experience under her belt. And I think those two losses, she must have learned a lot from because to be 23 and to, to sort of burst onto the scene like she did, there was a lot of hype behind her name. And with these young fighters, they tend to sort of, they, they tend to crumble under pressure. And I think with Macy Barber, it was a bit unfair uh, with the Modafferi loss because she tore her ACL and she had to have a long surgery and coming back into the fight with Grosso, it was going to be very tough because she is a, a, a truly tremendous mixed martial artist herself. So I think going into this one, this is a bit of a step down in the opponent for Macy Barber, but it's still a tough test to say the least because Maverick herself is kind of the future as well. She's young. She's rising up the rankings. So I'm thoroughly looking forward to this one as well, going into this, because two women are just going to be wanting to sort of stand and trade and put on a spectacle for the fans. But I think I say stand and trade. Maverick will probably try and utilize a wrestling game. And when you saw Macy Barber early doors, she tend to, to sort of knock her opponents out early. She's got that power. And I think the only thing that let her down 
was her technicality and her technical skills just wasn't there when we saw it exposed against uh, Modafferi and Grosso. So has her takedown defence and has her sort of defence in general improved? I, I hope so. I think she's talented. There's still potential there. And I'm going to go for Macy Barber by second round TK on this one. I think she is a slight underdog going into this one, but Miranda Maverick is beatable. And I think if Macy Barber can sort of improve on her defence and just sort of dictate the proceedings, I think she'll get it done. But, you know, take nothing away from Miranda Maverick because she's on a roll right now. She's won her last five fights and she's coming off of that win over Gillian Robertson by decision. So... There is clear potential with Miranda Maverick, but I'm a big fan of Major Barber. And if she's fully fit and improved on those defences and those problems and those slight little icks, she can get the job done and she can be a top contender in the flyweight division. So I'm going to go for Barber by second TKO. All right. I disagree on everything. Yeah. As much as I agreed with you on the first fight, I disagree <laughs> on everything you said in this one. Uh, I don't see Macy Barber winning. I mean, I see that she could win. She has a path to win as you'd like to say, but I think Miranda Maverick is going to do it. She's minus 150. Uh, Macy Barber's plus 130. I, I just I just see Miranda Maverick taking care of business, handling Macy Barber. And uh, you know, I think this goes decision. Hmm. I, I don't I don't see a TKO coming in here. So we are on opposite sides. I'm betting Miranda Maverick <laughs> minus 150. I think decision. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. You know, some may, some predictable. We're all entitled to opinion. <laughs> Well, yeah, we'll see, we'll <laughs> see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll see on Saturday night. All right, what have you got next up? Next up, I've got Nasruddin Imarvov versus Ian Heinish. And going into this one with Ian Heinish, it's obviously coming off that loss to Kelvin Gastelum and Imarvov himself has come off of the loss to Phil Hawes. So again, when it comes to this fight, Imarvov is obviously going to have the, the height and the reach advantage. But with Ian Heinish, obviously... Coming off that loss to Kelvin Gastelum, he's also lost to Amari Ahmedov and Derek Brunson recently, but has that win over Jared Milshot mixed in between all that. <clears throat> and with Heinish, uh, those defeats to Brunson, to Ahmedov and to Gastelum, you know, take nothing away from him in Heinish because he's a true fighter on his day. And they're, they're tough fighters. You know, it hasn't been plain sailing for Ian Heinish going into the UFC, to say the least. He's had some tough fights over the years. I think this is the fight he needs, Ian Harnish, with Nasruddin and Marvov. You know, he's not the best of contenders. I don't think he's very technical. And it's and it's a winnable matchup for Ian Harnish. And Marvov isn't always the best at maintaining range. And considering how successful Hawes was at controlling him against the cage, I think it'll be even easier for Harnish in doing the same. I don't think it'll be pretty in terms of the fight and how it'll go, but I expect Harnish to to smother his way back into the win column. I think he'll just sort of control the proceedings, just dictate the play and show a real side to Ian Heinish that we haven't seen maybe in a while. I think between his wrestling pedigree and his punching power and his overall physicality, you know, this this man in Ian Heinish has the tools to become a real top contender at 185. And I think it'll start this weekend against a mob off. So I'm going to go for a Heinish fire decision. All right. We're back on board. I'm back on board with you. I think Ian Heinish, the minus 156 favorite, I think he wins. I think he takes care of business. And I do see this going decision. I mean, I'm looking at, hmm. I'm looking at the fight times here. Ian's uh, 11 minutes, 24 seconds, average fight time. <laughs> Nasruddin is bounce distance. Yeah. Nasruddin's 15 minutes. His average fight time <laughs> is 15 minutes. So yeah, I just think Nasruddin could take a pounding and uh, he'll lose a unanimous decision. So I'm betting Ian Heinish as well. There you go. See yeah, man. We're back on board. It was getting scary. <laughs>
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What do you got next? Next up, I've got a bantamweight clash between Adrian Yanez versus Randy Costner. I think, personally, this has all the ingredients to be essentially the fight of the night. I'm surprised it's pretty low down the card whether they've changed it or not. Both men are honestly there to kill. They're both got they're they're very durable. They can hit hard, and they'll literally just swing for the bleachers. You look at Yanez right now; he's 13 and three, but. He's won his last five fights. He's coming off that win against Gustavo Lopez with a, a fantastic counter right, which put uh, Lopez away. Whereas you've got Costa on the other hand, coming off a win against Jenny Newson, a fantastic head kick, uh, followed up with punches, TKO. And then he's coming off that win against Boston Sandman as well before that. So both men, it's going to be really, really interesting to see where they're at. As I said, they're both on the best of form, probably Yanez more so. Both 27 years of age are going to be looking to burst up the rankings. They're very similar in terms of their the height and the reach. I think Randy Costin just edges it. And like I said, both men are just going to be swinging for the bleachers. They've both got a lot of knockout wins under their belt. And I've under, and really, when it comes to Randy Costa, I've underestimated him slightly at times. I think he tends to hit hard in any sort of fight. And you look at Yana's. I, I just think he's he's so durable as well and he'll just keep pushing forward and I, this is going to be one for the edge I'm thoroughly looking forward to two superior technicians in terms of their sheer brute force and their striking and their boxing but when it comes down to my prediction I think Giannis's boxing is just too sharp for Costa to try and smash his way through and in short I think Giannis plunks in with a couple uh, a couple of counters and then eventually one of them will put him away and I think it'll probably get done via first round so I'm going to go for Giannis via first round CKO but make no mistake about it the first forever how long it lasts the fight is going to be an absolute banger because as I said both men are just going to swing for the bleachers yeah they do swing for the bleachers I agree with you I think uh, Giannis uh, minus 220 again I don't think that's asking too much I do think he Mm. wins I do think he takes care of business uh TKO in the first sounds like the most plausible Jesus look at these fight times uh Giannis is uh four minutes 37 seconds average Randy Costa is three minutes three seconds average fight time yeah, there's going to be some fireworks in the first round. 100%. Don't go get a drink. <laughs> no. Wait. Blink and you'll miss it. Yeah, yeah, right, exactly. This one looks to have a lot of fireworks, but I agree with you 100%. I think Giannis is going to take care of business. Mm. What else do you have? Is, there, is that it? But I think that's all I've got. It's top it of my head, and got. I know you've got a couple. So, you know, fire away, and I'll give my two cents on them. All right. I'll, I'll talk you into taking some of these. <clears throat> All right, Kyler Phillips fighting Roluian, Roluian Paiva, whatever. I don't even know. I don't need to know his name because Kyler Phillips is going to win. Minus 287, big favorite. I'm not afraid of the minus 287. He is going to win. 
I'm going to bet him, uh, let's say decision. Kyler Phillips by decision. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you as well and, and how Kyler Phillips will get it done as well. I think he'll get it done via a decision. It's a uh, bantamweight fight, I believe, at the top of my head. And mm-hmm. I think Pavis' last weigh-in was at flyweight, so he's going to be moving up to, to 135. And again, he'll have the reach advantage over Piver. And he, he tends to mix. He, he has a lot of mixed fights under his belt, Phillips. He can finish the fight, but he can also prove he's got the cardio to last a full 15. Whereas I know Paver's got the, the experience. He's fought 23 times over his career, whereas Phillips has fought 10 times. I'm just going to back Phillips on this one. I'll, I say I'm going to bet Phillips by a decision on this one for me. I just think he'll get it done. Uh, I'm a big fan of Kaya Phillips on fight night. And, you know, he's got various tools in the box that can just get the job done this weekend. There you go. All right. So you are betting that one with me. <laughs> I am. All right. <laughs> Surprisingly. Uh, there's one more. Here's another, here's another one for you. Darren mm. Elkins is fighting Derek Minor. Uh, minor mm. is right about minus 150, minus 151. It's again, this is a very chalky card for me. I just see a lot of value in Derek Minor. I think he's going to come in. I think he's going to take care of business. I don't think Darren Elkins is really, I I just don't see him. I don't see very many avenues for him to win this one. I'm going to go Derek Minor. I don't know. What do you think? TKO? Uh, I'm I'm going to lean towards decision on this one. Decision? Okay. Yeah. And Minor, I think both men are heavily experienced in the mixed martial arts industry. And I'm thoroughly looking forward to it. Like I said, they're both experienced. You've got Darren Elkins, who's 37 years of age. He's fought over 30 times, whereas you've got uh, that man as well. He's nearly fought 40 times. So both men are going to bring it. They, they're going to show their their veteran, if you know what I mean, within them and try mm-hmm. and sort of grind out the, maybe a decision or a win. But I don't. I can't really see a, a finish in this one. I think if there were to be a finish, I'm probably going to back that minor to get the finish because on the ground and when it comes to his wrestling and submission attempts, that man is very dangerous on the mat. Mm-hmm. I think Dan Elkins has got to be very cautious of that. I know he's coming off of a win himself, uh, Darren Elkins, via submission against Eduardo Gagori. But prior to that, he was coming off of defeats of Landwehr, Ryan Hull, Lamas, and Volkanovski at the top of my head. So it hasn't been the, the most uh, plain sailing of a uh, recent couple of years no, for Darren no. Elkins. So I think if he is to get a job done, He'll have to do it this weekend. Otherwise, that could be the end for him in the UFC. But with that minor, I'm probably going to back him on this one to get it done via decision. The submission safe bet is there, you know, in your back pocket. If you want to get a finish and if you're, you're gagging for, to put your money on a finish, I'm probably going to say that minor is the more likely a fighter to get it done via a submission or a finish. <laughs> He's the most likely fighter to win, period. Yeah. Yeah. So bet the minus 151. Derek Minor wins. Done. Make some money. <laughs> <laughs> Need we say more? Yeah, right. Exactly. All right, I got a couple more to look at. Jordan Williams is fighting Mickey Gall. I just mm. uh, this is another one. It's another chalky, chalky line. Uh, last I looked, it was like minus one seventy. Yeah, it's minus one seventy five for Jordan mm. Williams. Minus one seventy that range. It's another fight where I think, man, Jordan Williams is going to win. He's going to take care of business. I just I don't value the underdogs in this one. I'll go Jordan Williams nah. by decision, but I, yeah, I'm betting the minus one seventy five. Yeah, I'm probably going to bet Jordan Williams this weekend as well. I'm going to go for a second round CKO. I'm just, okay. I'm, not, I'm not Mickey Gold's biggest fan. You know, he's coming off of a loss to Mike Perry by decision. So if you're losing to Mike Perry, I mean, it, it really is embarrassing. So Jordan Williams himself is also coming off of defeat as well uh, against him, Marvov. So this is going to be an interesting matchup. He's 30 years of age. He's will have the similar height and reach advantage over each other. So 
when it comes to standing, I think Jordan Williams will have the edge. Whereas with Mickey Gold, maybe he will probably do his best work on the mat. But I just, I don't see him submitting Jordan Williams. And when it comes to the striking aspects, I think Jordan will just sort of control the proceedings, try and look for the early finish. If not, I think he'll put him away in the second. So I'm going to go for Williams for a second round TKO. Second round TKO. Gotcha. Hmm. All right. Well, I talked you into every single one so far. This is one you're not going to, you're not going to do it. You're not going to follow me. You're yeah. not that crazy. Let's see. Which one? I've got. Oh, uh, I know. No, no, not that one yet. I've got Brandon, oh. Brendan Allen versus uh, Punis. No, no. Yeah. Punis. Yeah. That's right. Punis Arano. I felt wrong saying that probably because I can't pronounce anybody's names. Um, no, no, I can't. I can't. It doesn't matter. Brendan Allen, the pronounceable name, slight <laughs> underdog plus one Oh six. I think I think he's got some. I think there's some danger there. I'm gonna pick Brendan Allen in a slight upset by deci- mm. by decision. Yeah, I'm, I'm almost certainly disagreeing with yeah, you I on figured. that one. <laughs> it was bound to happen. Obviously, Soriano's undefeated. But you look at Brendan Allen. He's got some nice wins over him. He's got a submission win over Kevin Holland, Grinder Pound over Tom Breeze, Carl Delks as well, and he's coming off that uh, submission win over Carl Robertson. So, I think the path of victory on the for Brendan Allen this one is to try and get the fight to floor and look for the submission where he's got Pinala Soriano I mean this bloke is a finisher left right and centre you look at his last five fights four of them have come via some form of finish whether it's a knockout or a, a submission win so I think with Soriano for me personally I think he's just got to try and keep the fight standing and look for the knockout really because he doesn't want to be messing around on the floor with a guy like Brendan Allen who will ultimately submit you and they're, and they're both young fighters you've got Soriano's 28 Brendan Allen's 25 and it's going to be potential of a or not who gets the job done this weekend I think whoever wins it's got to be impressive and whoever wins as I said will probably burst their way up the rankings obviously Brendan Allen I think is if he's not there he'll be thereabouts in the top 15 come Sunday if he wins but I'm going to back Soriano on this one I'm thoroughly looking forward to this fight because as I said Soriano is a true finisher however this fight could turn sour very quickly if Brendan Allen gets the fight to the floor because Brendan Allen gets the fight to the floor I think he'll just try and outpoint him on the mat and try and get the decision victory. But you look at Soriano, he'll come to scrap and he'll come to get the finish and he'll come to put his opponent away. So I'm looking forward to that aspect of the fight, but obviously not the t- the decision aspect where Andon can literally just frustrate Soriano for the 15 minutes. So mm-hmm. I'm going to go for Soriano. No, he'll get his finish, but I, oh, I'm going to go for second round TKO. Second round TKO. Okay. Second round TKO for Soriano. Yeah. Yep. If you disagree with me, you have to bet it. That's the rule. So <laughs> <laughs> it's true. There's another fight. You're hard to go home. There's another fight we got to look at real quick. Yeah. It's crazy, but it's screaming at me to bet it. Uh, yeah. We got Eliza Reed versus Ciara Eubanks. Eubanks is a massive favorite, minus three sixty one, and it's to every everything I'm putting in here spits out Eubanks wins. Eubanks dominates. Mm. What do you think? What do you think here on this one? No, you. Know- We've been speaking about Sarah Eubanks for a while now. I've been on shows where she's been on the cards as well. You look at the one with Ketlin Vieira and recently Piani Kiansad. I'm just not a big fan of her, but I mean, the, the UFC, I'm literally handing her a win this weekend because at least read from what I'm seeing, her last weigh-in was at strawweight at 115. So to move up two weight classes to bantamweight, it really is going to be a tough, tough ask for at least to try and get that. Oh no, sorry. I say bantam. I think it's at flyweight. So 10 pounds either way. Still, there is going to be a huge size difference 
come fight nights show you Banks is natural in that weight class and she's fought there several times throughout her career whereas Elise Reed she's coming into uncharted waters so and this is a UFC debut as well and she's coming in on short notice I believe yeah. Eubanks was supposed to fight Cachoeira she withdrew not that long ago so I'm sorry if, if Cachoeira Eubanks doesn't get their job done this weekend then Honestly, I would be surprised, but I would be as well because this is Shishara Eubanks. I mean, anything can happen. So I think, as you said, she should dominate the fight. I think she'll probably just look to, to take the fight to the floor and try and outpoint her in the striking aspect and even on the ground. So I'm going to go for a decision in Eubanks' favour. I just, I just, as much as I really don't like her as a fighter, I think she has to win. She probably most likely will win this weekend. You don't want to bet this one, do you? Or yeah, you might bet the decision. I bet it, but I don't want it because it's back. It means back in new banks. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Um, yeah, I think decision is the play. Hmm. It's minus three sixty one. Usually, I just say I, and it still says I calculate enough value that they're gonna win that you can eat the chalk. But man, that is a lot of goddamn chalk. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to just take a quick peek here at what the uh, decision payout would be for you, banks. Let's see here. Eubanks, uh, Eubanks on points plus one twenty-five. Mm. That's not bad. No, considering obviously this girl. Of, I mean, I guess and because she's stepping in on short notice, everyone's expecting her to try and get a job done early. But I don't, I'm I'm going to go for the full fifteen. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Uh, <laughs> so if you, if you just can't bet it, if you just can't bet minus three sixty-one. Try and find that decision line. It's, you know, t- see if you can get a plus line there and just, you know, mitigate some of this disaster. But it's Eubanks. You're absolutely right. You know, yep. you don't know what's going to happen. A six no. and six fighter minus 361. <laughs> just let that wash over you. Anything can happen. Right. Yeah. yeah let yeah. that sink in. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Uh, I'll better. I'll better minus the 361. <laughs> I'll better. Fuck it. Just this once. Yeah. Just this once. <laughs> Oh my God. I feel like such a dupe on this one, but it is what it is. I, I go where the it numbers, I go where the numbers take me. You do. You're <sighs> sucker for the bloody money. That's it, man. That's it. That's, that's all I got. <laughs> I feel defeated. Yeah. If nothing goes your way, you let us know about it. Oh, absolutely. I'm going to win every goddamn fight to cover up a Eubanks loss. <laughs> I feel undefeated. God's sake. Oh boy. Anything else? Uh, anything else going on with you? You're going to be a professional, no. man. You're going to. Are you looking for print? Are you, are you going to be uh, in front of the camera when you get a job? Um, I, I think traditionally, obviously, over the past couple of years, journalism, it's more of a print outlets. But now they're sort of converting into that online media and exploring the digital sort of side of journalism. And so many people have reverted to online media. So. I, I'm happy either way. I don't mind, you know, going into the office and going out and about in towns, looking just for looking for a story, etc. But preferably, I'd rather just just be a digital journalist. But again, at this point, I'll take anything as long as it's in sports. I'll take it. But from my sort of perspective, I don't know if I'll get that right away. I think I've just got to sort of work my way up, and eventually, a, a sports journalism opportunity will come knocking. So. Only time will tell, I guess. There you go. All right. Well, we'll be looking for you in print. And, and, uh, <laughs> you're a ham, so I know you're going to end up in front of the camera. <laughs> Thank you so much. I hope so, too. All right, man. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Take care, mate. All the best. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners 
Operators or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.